Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Intentionally Designing a Lifestyle of Freedom. I want to start this episode off with a quote about purpose. Actually, two quotes, because that's just the way I roll. The first one is from Kalam Anji Reddy, and I'm sorry if I destroyed your name, but he says that everyone has a purpose in life and a unique talent to give others. When we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the ecstasy and exaltation of our spirit. And the second quote comes from Og Mandino. I am here for a purpose, and that purpose is to grow into a mountain, not shrink to a grain of sand. Henceforth will I apply all my efforts to become the highest mountain of all, and I will strain my potential until it cries for mercy. That goes right along with some things I've said in the past about using the gifts and talents and abilities that we've been given in life, like using it up to the fullest. Don't let your abilities, your gifts, your personality, the things that you've been given, don't let them go to waste. You need to, when you come to the end of your days, you want to be fully used up. You want your abilities, the things that you've been given to live with, You want that stuff to have been fully utilized, have been fully used, used to its full potential. And that is why I say in my Teen Catalyst podcast, that's why I talk about helping teens reach their full God-given potential so that they don't walk through life not utilizing what it is that they've been given, not living life to the fullest. Everyone has a purpose in life and a unique talent to give others. When you utilize those two, when you blend the two of those, that is where fulfillment and impact comes in. When we can impact the lives of others using what we've been given in life, using our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our strengths, working within that, That is where fulfillment comes in. That is living within your purpose. There's a book that I've been reading. I I mentioned earlier that I am trying to read 12 personal development books this year. And yes, I do have my list. And yes, it's not even the end of February, and I'm well into my third book this year. The first one was, I don't even remember the name of it. The second one was Do It Scared. It might have been the other way around. But in Do It Scared, she talks about the fear archetypes and how we tend to operate out of our fears. We approach life based on the things that we're afraid of rather than our strengths. And I just want to read through the seven fear archetypes that she mentions. We've got the procrastinator, which is when you're most afraid of making a mistake. The rule follower, when you're afraid of coloring outside the lines. And you've got the people pleaser, when you're most afraid of what other people will think. The outcast, when you're most afraid of rejection. The self-doubter, when you're afraid that you're not enough. The excuse maker, when you're afraid of taking responsibility. And the pessimist, when you're most afraid of adversity. And it's super interesting how these fear archetypes are so closely related to the four personality types in the DISC model of human behavior. I've gone super in-depth on those in the past. 
I, I can drop the links to those episodes in the show notes, and I'm definitely always incorporating those into my current episodes. But I'll drop the links to the episodes where I've talked about the disc model in the past. I'll drop that into the show notes where you can go read on that. But I just, I've, it's super interesting how you understanding these different models and the fear archetypes and things like that can give you a deep insight into how other people approach life. It gives you an insight into their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions, why they would approach things a certain way. You know, sometimes we can look at other people and we just can't understand, like, what were you thinking in that moment? Like, come on, get a grip. But when we can understand their personality type or their fear archetype or whatever all of the other assessments and models and all of those things are, they all tie in together. They're very similar. And when we can understand people from those perspectives, it really helps you to better accept them as a person, better accept them for who they are rather than like I've always looked at people wondering why you can't just get it like come on just just do the thing just get a grip on life and charge forward and go do it take action but everybody has their blind spots each different personality type each different fear archetype has a blind spot it's got strengths absolutely but it also has a blind spot and i've got mine and it's interesting how you know if you take out one of the disc model personality types, there's not a complete picture there. They all combine to create a complete picture of humanity. And it's super interesting how we need each one of those types to fully function, to fully have a um, a good group dynamic. It's so interesting. I, I, I love thinking and talking about stuff like that. It's super cool in my opinion. And these models are super useful when you're entering a new group where you haven't been before, but say the other people have been there, they know each other, and there's a hierarchy within the group. And when you understand these models, you can quickly tell who fits in where and how to approach each different person, how to approach the group as a whole. It's just, it gives you a lot of insight into that, not only into a group, but into who the leaders are, who the helpers are, who, you know, is more likely to be the analytical type or who's the one that's going to be the fun loving party, party hardy type. <laughs> so it, it just gives you a lot of insight into those things. And people often utilize these same assessments within hiring models. Like if you have a business and you're hiring for certain positions, you can utilize these things to tell who would be best suited for different positions. I'm not going to go in depth into that. I just I find it interesting how applicable it is to every aspect of life. These assessments, these fear archetypes, all of those things. And Back to the Do It Scared book, The Fear Archetypes. I've been going through those things in my Wednesday morning mastermind group. And 
it's just really insightful into as you go through that, you see parts of those things in yourself and each one of the guys sees those in themselves as well, different parts of it. And then they're like, well, you know, part of that I can identify with. It sounds like me. And then part of that, no. And as we're going through these, they're able to identify better, you know, with one aspect of it or with a different fear archetype and what have you. You can see where you fit in, the different strengths that you might have within those fear archetypes, or even the negative tendencies you might have within that, that comes kind of built in that that's your default state. And you have to work against those things. It just gives you some insight into your blind spot. If you caught last week's episode, you heard my story about the skunk. And <laughs> if you haven't caught that yet, go back and listen to the first few minutes of the episode. You'll at least catch the skunk story. I just have to laugh thinking about it. But I was gone this past weekend, and when I returned home, I received a suspicious package in the mail. And the name on the package I didn't recognize. It was some novelty company, and I was like, uh, what's going on here? I didn't know what it was. So I tentatively opened the package, and... Out pops a stuffed skunk. And it was in that moment I knew I had good friends. Because <laughs> what would life be without friends to do that for you? You know, you have a horrible episode with a skunk. Just wrecking the house. And less than 10 days later, like five days later, a stuffed skunk shows up at your house. Just... Reminding you, hey, remember that thing? You know, not going to let you forget that. So now I'm proudly displaying this stuffed skunk on my bookcase sitting right behind me right now as I'm recording this. So that's good friends, good guys. It's one of the guys in my mastermind group who I've also known for years outside of that group. And (laughs) that's part of that's the relationship aspect of the five keys to an impactful life. I'm rambling a little bit today. I apologize about that. I've been gone for several days. There was a tragic accident last week in my family, not my immediate family, but I had a cousin who was killed in a motorcycle crash. And so I had to attend. I didn't have to attend. I attended the funeral over the weekend, and it definitely wasn't the saddest funeral I've ever been to. This This young man was a Christian. He was a follower of God, and... He loved people. He didn't care about money. Of course, he liked money, but he didn't care about it as in chase it all the time. He didn't care about earthly things. He cared about people, about relationships, about making other people feel special. And it was super inspiring to hear the stories from his friends about how he had touched their lives about how he had cared for them and made them feel human even when other people didn't. And it just, it's a sad story overall, but I mean, it really does, it is encouraging knowing that no matter how short your life, if you live right, if you live life to the fullest, even though you don't know when your time is going to be up, even though you don't know when, 
you know, your dash ends. Jack Spearco says, um, something about live, live your dash, make the most of your dash because there's two dates on your tombstone and that dash in the middle is where life happens. So make the most of that because you don't ever know when that end is coming. This young man was only 23 years old, but he touched many lives. And that's an inspiration to me. And I I always have to think when I attend a funeral, what do I want people to remember me by? How do I want people to remember me? What do I want them to say about me? That's kind of deep when you when you go that when you go into that. And it it can be sobering and it needs to be that we we all will face that day where our time on this earth is up. We'll all face the time when our life's work is done. But if we've lived right, if we've made an impact, if we've done what it takes to use our gifts, our talents, our personality, our everything about us, our full essence to change other people's lives, when our life's work is done, the work of our life will only be beginning. Think about that for a second. If you live right, when your life's work is done, when you breathe your last breath, your life's work is done, but the work of your life is only just beginning because it lives on. It impacts other people, and that creates a ripple effect that grows rather than like the ripple from a rock in a pond, which goes outward, but the ripples get smaller. The ripple effect of your life can grow larger over time. So I hope that's an inspiration to you to live right, to live true, to live just. As the verse in the Bible says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. That's all I've got for today. I want to invite you. I'm trying to get more people to appear as guests on the show. So if you have a topic that you're passionate about, that you want to share with the world, and it relates to designing a lifestyle of freedom, or if you know somebody who would be an awesome guest on the show, I'd love it if you would send me their name, send me an email address, put me in contact with them or with you if you want to join, and let's make it happen. I'd love to get more guests on the show. I want to do two episodes a week, the standalone show and an interview show, and I do have a couple of great interviews coming up. The one, I just received their guest application, and I have not scheduled the interview yet, and I do have another interview scheduled for next week. So if you've got somebody who would be good, for that role, who would be a great guest on the show. I'd love if you'd put me in contact with them. Check out the show notes for a link to the DISC profile, the DISC model of human behavior that I spoke about earlier. Uh, That link that I'll share with you has a lot of useful information in it. You can learn a lot more about it. And it's also where you can get your own DISC profile if you're interested in, in learning more about that. With that, guys, do good work.